This is 10 Minutes at the Bar with Mike Teen. You give us 10 minutes, he gives you the world of Miami law. This is episode 27 of 10 Minutes at the Bar. And our special guest today is Miami trial master Lily Ann Sanchez. Now, just before we hit the red on-air button and started recording, I found out that Lillianne has tried over 120 jury trials. 120? <laughs> That's really amazing. But um, remember that I spent the early part of my career at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., and we worked part of that time in the Superior Court, which acted like a DA's office. So we had an opportunity to try many what I would call street crimes there. And uh, I was had the opportunity, and since I loved being in trial, uh, that I had the opportunity to, of, of jumping on and trying a lot of cases there. Okay, but it was still federal court, right? Yes. With a federal judge, right? Yes. Okay, and 12 jurors in the box, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm putting you down for 120 federal <laughs> jury trials. As a veteran of 120 trials, 120 jury trials, so this is the time when I'm going to ask you to give us some of your secrets. Give us a secret so that when a, a young lawyer is listening to this, uh, that they can use that and well, become Lillian Sanchez quicker. Well, I think that there are a few things, and, and there's a difference between a, the prosecution side and the defense side. As a prosecutor, my main training tool for the AUSAs was that when they were getting ready for trial, and they knew they were going to go to trial, and they were going to sit down to start preparing, the first thing that you should do is write your rebuttal. Your rebuttal closing. Your rebuttal closing. Perfect. Because if you're able to write your rebuttal closing, which is going to address every single point or issue or problem that there might be in that the defense is going to raise in your case, then you will be able to address it before you even get to closing. Perfect. All right, now give us, um, give us, another, uh, give us another tip, an in-court testimony, something like that, something, something in the heat of battle. Well, in, in, in the most important thing, whether you're a defense attorney or prosecutor, is you have got to listen to what the witnesses are saying. That is crucial. Oh, such, good, you, such good advice. And you cannot be tied to a script or a list of questions when you're doing a direct examination or when you're doing a cross-examination because you lose gems that the witness will give you by not listening and tying yourself to a script. And you're not going to get back to those gems. So if somebody says something that strikes a chord or is different from what you thought, follow that line. Follow oh, that great. line. You can always get back to your script. That's a great nugget. That's an awesome nugget. So what about uh, in those 120, <laughs> in those 120 trials, tell us some, tell us one of your most proud moments and tell us one of your most uh, embarrassing moments. Well, as far as proud moment goes, I think any time that uh, you achieve uh, the right result for a client or and your client might be the United States and justice is done, I think that any time that that is, uh, that is the way the trial comes out, um, you should feel very, very proud on w either side. Um, I also think that if you want to talk more of the technical sense, there, I think that my prouder moments have always been when a cross-examination, which I believe is the most difficult thing to do as a trial attorney, yeah. comes out 
fabulous. And um, I think that those are very proud moments. And, of course, on the other side, if they're a flop, they can be extremely <laughs> embarrassing moments on a cross-examination. Give us an embarrassing that one. That flops. For instance, I remember a trial where the defendant takes the stand, which, as a prosecutor, what a golden moment right. to cross-examine right, the right. defendant. And uh, the defendant says he can't speak English very well, and he's using some sort of... Russian interpreter, <laughs> and uh, on goes the Russian language, on goes the interpreter, and there's absolutely no way to control, and the he's talking on and on and on, and you have no idea what he's saying, and you're hoping that the Russian interpreter was translating it correctly, and it was a complete and total flop because you lose the whole back and forth flow where you're trying to get answers quickly and go to the next moment and next question because there's this l big lull. I think it's an issue anytime you're using a translator, but on cross-examination, oh, yeah. it's particularly um, disastrous, yeah. I think, sometimes. We, we have translators a lot in court in South Florida, and it can yes. be either a great thing or really frustrating thing yes. when yes. you're asking questions. And as a fluent Spanish speaker, I could tell you that there have been many times when I've had to correct the translator because it has not been accurate. Right, and that looks great in front of a jury, too, because the Spanish speakers on the jury are like, okay, yeah, she's she just wants the truth to come out. Right. Yeah, and that's I think, awesome. I actually think that down here in South Florida, um, for anybody who lives and practices down here, I've, and even when I was in Washington, D.C., and, and, and I teach this to my son, um, speaking Spanish fluently is such a tremendous asset. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are so many clients that come in the door and literally do not speak any English. And frankly, some of them will not even hire an attorney who doesn't speak in their own language because they don't feel as if the translator, oh, just like course. we were talking yeah. about, is translating and communicating correctly with their attorney. That's a tremendous, tremendous mm -hmm. advantage that, that you have in private practice. Let's talk mm -hmm. about your private practice for a second, mm -hmm. okay? So how many years did you spend working for the government? Uh, almost 12. Okay. And then what year did you go in, into private practice leaving the U.S. attorneys? The end of 2005. And you went uh, directly into your own firm, or what, what did you do? I was uh, recruited into Fowler Wiper-Net to head up and start their white-collar criminal defense practice, which I did for about almost seven years, and then I went um, on my own and started my own firm. In 012? Correct. Great. So you've, you've had the LS Law Firm, everybody, if you want to get in touch with Lillian Sanchez, one of the true great trial lawyers in Miami. It's the LS Law Firm, and I can tell you, if you Google it, it comes up, the LS yes. Law Firm. By the way, we are here doing the interview at Lillian's office in the very, very posh Four Seasons Tower here on Brickell Avenue. So this is extremely fancy, not where I normally do the interviews in Starbucks and stuff <laughs> like that. <clears throat> so, um, but let's talk about your practice. We're, we only have a few minutes left, but let's talk about what, what is it that you really love the most about running your own law firm, Lillian? What I love the most about running my own law firm is the fact that I can choose what clients I represent and I don't have to worry about conflicts or anybody else telling me that I can or cannot take a particular type of client or a particular type of case. 
And I have been very lucky. And I think that I'm one of, and I say that I'm very lucky because I don't think everybody is always happy in the profession that they pick. And I have been very fortunate to take uh, tremendous personal satisfaction mm. all my life out of my career, sometimes to the detriment of my personal life, because I have to tell you, especially as a woman, um, you really cannot have it all. Mm. You can only do the best you can at certain types times, um, depending on what else you're dealing with in your career. And uh, I, I take great uh, satisfaction in dealing and helping people in their most difficult challenges in their life. And there are very few things that compare to having a federal criminal indictment or an investigation um, pointed at you and you feel as if you need someone to help you and get you through it. And to be able to be there for somebody is tremendously rewarding. Talk a little bit about your experience as a, a woman trial lawyer and some advice that maybe you could give to young women starting out in this profession who want to be great trial lawyers like Lillian Sanchez. Well, I, I would th say that, that for the time period that I've been a lawyer, things have changed somewhat, but haven't changed enough. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, I am the only woman in the courtroom, right. the only other attorney in, in the courtroom, uh, and frankly, the only other woman, because most criminal cases, even the defendants are all men for right. the most part. And so I learned at a very, very uh, young time in my career that you really need, I call it playing with the big boys, and <laughs> um, you really needed to do what you needed to do in order to be able to be in court and in trial. And if that meant sometimes, I remember having a very big trial where the judge wanted to start every day at 7.30 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And as... That judge will remain unnamed and, during this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and as a single mom, I had a child that I had right. to take to school. Yeah. And it was going to... And the trial went on for seven weeks. And mm. literally for those seven weeks... My secretary at the time picked up my child oh, every wow. morning and took him to to, um, to school, and I went to trial. Oh, wow. And you did what you did. But every other, it was a co-defendant case, and there were men on the prosecution. I was on the defense side. It was all men in the defense side, and none of them had an issue with taking a child to school or yeah. any kind of child care issue except for me. And I said, it's not a problem, Judge. I will take care of it because I was going to sit there with those men. Mm. And I, w I was able to do a significant part of that trial. And the more I did, the more all the men let me do more because they saw how good I was and how effective it could be always to have a woman on a trial team. They bring a different dimension. Isn't it crazy that in 2019 we're still dealing with this? We're still asking these questions and women trial lawyers are still struggling to to get their jockey for position and and have their rightful place in the courtroom yes it is but the only thing that i can say and i say this to women who are at my level is we need to bring up women so i have always 
through the years when had an opportunity to refer a case, to bring in a trial partner, to bring in an associate, I go to women first. And if I can't find a competent woman that can do what I need her to do, then I go to the men. Again, I think I go back to what I said. You have to play with the big and boys. When you, when you go to the men list, that's the far less confident list. We can agree <laughs> on that. But, you know, you've also done a lot, and we're, we're way over because this has been such a great <laughs> interview, but you've also done a lot um, throughout the years on judicial nominating committees Absolutely. to try to um, bring the demographic of women in, in uh, South Florida to the bench. Women and minorities, absolutely. I sat on the judicial nominating uh, procedure, uh, the judicial nominating commission for the third district court of appeal for about six years. Mm. Then I went off for six years and I was just honored to be placed back on that judicial nominating commission for the third by governor DeSantis just in July. And I have a four year term on that. Uh, I'm so glad you, you have done such a great job bringing diversity to that court, which is really so important for our community. Yes, That's great. Um, Lillian, we're way over, but that is so, it's been so worth it. Thank you finally for, uh, having a break from your trial schedule to, to make the 10 minutes for us. And it's been an honor and, and thank you so much to, to speak with you and the LS law firm. When you want a great lawyer on your trial team in South Florida or anywhere, Lillian Sanchez would be a gift. Thank you, Michael. Thanks again.